your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to an extra episode of the Locked On Blues Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Iman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And you are listening to this episode on a Monday, but... This weekend has been so busy with Blues news, with trades and draft picks that Tommy and I just couldn't wait any longer. We're sitting down on a Sunday to record an extra episode. So if you listen to this episode, you got another one coming out today as well, today being Monday. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, we got an action-packed episode. Blues made a huge trade acquiring Pavel Buchnevich. So we're going to be getting into that. And then later in that day, had a pretty, pretty darn good uh, NHL entry draft as well picks who might be the steal of the draft so we're going to get into that um lots of exciting stuff lots of reasons to be optimistic for about this blues team maybe something that we haven't been feeling lately so but first things first pavel buchnevich was acquired by the st louis blues for sammy blay in a 2022 second round pick tell me what was your what was your first reaction when you saw that tweet notification pop up on your screen what was what was your initial initial emotions? Anytime that a trade goes down and sees Elliot Friedman notification, you're going to start freaking out, right? Um, and so looking at this guy and the season that he had last season with the Rangers, throwing up 20 goals, 48 points in 54 games. I mean, if you guys listen to my Locked On Now, I think one of the biggest things about this acquisition, as we talked about, it had to have been two episodes before this thing went down was that this it feels like this blues team keeps getting older and older we don't have a lot of young guys that are key parts of this team outside of Cairo outside of Robert Thomas uh outside of guys like him it just feels like the core of this team uh was 30 years old right around there the average um so what what does Doug Armstrong do he goes out and acquires a guy that could potentially be a huge piece for this team moving forward, extending that Stanley Cup window as he's only 26 years old. Also, a little bit of flexibility that the Blues love to use with their forwards. He can play left wing or right wing as well, so you can flip him wherever we need him. As it stands right now, I wouldn't be surprised if Braden Shen is back outside. Robert Thomas has moved up uh, in the center position to a, a second. Bushnevich is either left wing or right wing, but I don't think the Blues are done yet. It still feels like there's holes somewhere on the on the left wing side because there's a bigger fall off from Bushnevich or Zach Sanford if he comes back. You could have Braden Shen over there, but compared to the right side where you have Perron, Cairo, and like I said, potentially Bushnevich if you want to throw him over there as well, the Blues might be one top scoring forward away from being a team that we could potentially see deep in the playoffs. So I think. This is a fantastic move for Doug Armstrong, uh, especially before free agency even starts, getting a guy like him in and knowing that he's going to be with this team next season. I'm sure they'll get something done in terms of a contract and extension. What that might look like, I'm not sure yet, but uh, I think we were talking about before this podcast, positivity levels of both of us just skyrocketed because you're bringing in a guy that can help you contribute now, win a Stanley Cup for this team now, but he's also going to be here. And he's potentially in his prime. So he's going to be here for a hot minute, and he's not deteriorating already. Uh, so like I said, huge move for the Blues. You mentioned the Blues might be one high-scoring forward away. Um, and that is with Buchnevich. And who knows, Buchnevich could take that next step, could be a point-per-game player, and could fill that role. And that that 
that sort of role could be filled by multiple guys. You know, if Kairou takes that next step, Bujnevich takes that next step, Robert Thomas takes that next step, and we get, you know, 10 or so extra points from each of them, then there you go. But also, Blues are looking like they're potentially going to have some money to play with in free agency, so it could come from there as well. Um, although they do probably need to uh, uh, upgrade the d- defense a little bit, maybe. I'd agree. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I want a big body back there. We'll see what happens with that come Wednesday. We're going to be getting into free agency and all that in the next few episodes. But today is all about Pavel Buchnevich and all about the draft picks. So to get into the nitty-gritty, the stats, last season for the New York Rangers in 54 games, Pavel Buchnevich had 20 goals, 28 assists for 48 points, would have put him at second, I believe, or maybe third, in the in the point race for the St. Louis Blues this past season, and his goal scoring would have put him, yeah, his goals he would have been second in goals on the team and third in points. So already making a huge impact. Um, that was his age twenty five season, so just turning twenty six uh, back in April. So he's a young twenty six. He won't be turning twenty seven till till next uh, playoffs around then. Um, but yeah, put up 48 points in 54 games has the potential to be a point per game player for the St. Louis blues without a doubt. And one thing that Tommy pointed out in his locked on now is 19 of his 20 goals came at even strength, which is spectacular news for the blues. Uh, sort of the anti Mike Hoffman, if you will, but a guy that's going to come in, score goals for this team at even strength, uh, going to grind the grind players down in the, in the offensive zone. He's a great four checker. He's got a lot of speed. He's got a great shot, great hockey IQ. Just a really, really big impact player for the St. Louis Blues, especially with their style. I think he fits the Blues style even better than he fits the Rangers style. So we could see a, a, an even bigger jump than he had, you know, getting 48 points in 54 games. Could could even surpass that, which would be great news for this team. Bushnevich was the guy that cross-checked Anthony Mantha the Capitals in the playoffs, I believe. He was also the guy that got cross-checked while on the ground by Tom Wilson when that whole kerfuffle with uh, him and Panarin happened. He's also not a guy that's afraid to get his hands dirty. He's not afraid to drop the gloves. Uh, I think he's got a fight on his record with Steven Stamkos, of all people. So this is not a guy uh, who's afraid to get dirty, who's afraid to go to the uh, the nitty-gritty areas of the ice, and he's not afraid uh, to play that enforcer role if given the opportunity. But like we said, also 48 points in 54 games. He's a goal-scoring type of player, and I think that's why the Blues probably love him so much and loved him enough to go out and acquire him because he plays Blue style of hockey. 2019 level. Feels like he's the hybrid, you know, the hybrid that we've been talking about. Exactly. Physicality and skill and speed. Exactly. That's Pavel Buchnevich. That's Pavel Buchnevich. That's, that's Braden Shen. That's a lot of guys that have been historically in and around the Blues franchise. but And have had success, too. Like we kind of talked about this offseason, it seems like the Blues have kind of gotten away from that in these last two years, and that might be why they've struggled so much. Vince Dunn talked about it in his farewell article that Jim Thomas wrote for STL Today. He said this Blues identity just seems a little bit different. Something's off. On the defense, particularly, he said uh, they played a lot lighter than they had in years past, and they weren't selling out for their teammates. They weren't blocking shots, eating shots, uh, doing all the things that defense did in years past. And I think Bringing in a guy like Bushnevich uh, could potentially get them on the fast track back to that identity that we know and love. We talked a lot about Pavel Bushnevich. We talked a lot about the acquisition alone, but I do think we should spend a little bit of time talking about the trade as a whole. Um, and I think I already know the answer, but after this ad break, I, I want to get your thoughts on on which team you think won the trade. Fleeced. And, and if it, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, kind of a little bit of a spoiler there, but yeah, we're going to get into that. We'll tell you why and how Doug Armstrong managed to fleece the New York yep, Rangers. I mean, if there's any GM that I, I would bet on uh, fleecing another one in a trade, it's Doug Armstrong. But if you want to bet on anything your heart desires, you got to check out betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a free 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And when we return, we'll be having the intense debate of which team won the trade um, because I'm sure that there's it's, it's not as clear-cut as people think. Just kidding. It was a fleece. Um, we're going to be getting into that. Plus, we're going to be getting into the Blues NHL entry draft and the picks they made there, so don't go anywhere. All right, Tommy. I'm sure people are dying to know. They're looking at the trade. They can't figure out who won. They can't figure out which team got the better return. Um, and then they and then they actually look at all the pieces in the trade and say, oh, the Blues absolutely fleeced them. So... To, to debate the uh, not-so-burning question, which team won the trade? Obviously, St. Louis Blues. They they send away Sammy Blay, who, and honestly, in my opinion, was a poor man's Pavel Buchnevich, and a second-round pick for a rich man's Sammy Blay and Pavel Buchnevich. Instant upgrade for the team. Not going to miss Sammy Blay too much. Not going to miss that second-round pick too much. But boy, oh boy, are they going to love Buchnevich. What do you think? To start off the conversation, we need to address the fact that Rasmus Ristolainen uh, warranted a first-round pick in his trade. So uh, for the fact that a guy that scored 48 points in 54 games for the Rangers, I know we keep talking about that, but that's a great stat that we should that we should, we should really be drilling home. The fact that he was only worth a second-round pick in Sammy Blay. And to be fair, we've talked about this on this podcast before. I think Sammy Blay has a ton of potential to be kind of uh, a Tom Wilson archetype kind of player. I don't think he has the offensive skill of Tom Wilson, so maybe he'll never get there. But I do think he's capable of scoring more goals than he has and being more of a threat offensively than he has. Like I said, I think he could potentially be a second a second line player in the NHL once he hits his peak. But the big thing that the Blues are going to miss with Sammy Blay is his hits. He led the team in hits uh, this season. But another guy led his league in hits this season. That is Clem Costin led the KHL by a wide margin, a massive margin in hits. So from an outside standpoint, you might be thinking, well, Sammy Blay was kind of a good prospect. They had him on a good deal. He wasn't making that much money. That might be why the Rangers were so interested and didn't really feel like they had to give up a first round pick. But when you think about the idea too, that Clem Costin's kind of done everything he needs to at the KHL and the AHL level, uh, and he's ready to take that next step and Sammy Blay is kind of being that roster clog right there as a checking role, but also a bottom six role. Potentially, they would have had to move him out anyway. So to flip him for Bushnevich and then bring in Clem Kossin, who's going to get more minutes and going to get an opportunity to show what he's capable of at the next level. And I think the floor for him is being the same hitting force that Sammy Blay was. He's probably going to lead the team, if not be right there neck and neck with some other guys um, in hits, I would assume next season if the roster stays the way it is right now who knows what's going to happen 
once free agency hits, but I'm excited to see more Clem Cost in playing time. I'm excited to see how Sammy Blay thrives with the Rangers because they have, seems like they have a lot of personnel over there that are young uh, and talented. So he might be getting some more playing time and uh, getting the chance he deserves all around. Bushnevich going to the Blues, I think, is a win uh, any, any way you dice it up. Especially when you consider the fact that the one roster player that we did lose we have someone waiting in the wings that can fill his exact role and potentially do a better job of it. Um, you know, it, maybe not d- this year, but years down the line, Clem Costin, I think, projects to be a little bit better than what Sammy, Bl- the trajectory Sammy Blay was on. So it's a complete no-brainer when you look at it uh, with that included. Uh, in the, But contextually, uh, even without that, it, it's a spectacular trade. Just looking at the, the pieces that went out for the Blues and the piece they brought back in. It's just simply a uh, trade that made the team better uh, through and through, which is something that I feel like the Blues hadn't done in a hot minute was just make a move that solely made the team better. So uh, I was very grateful to see that. Um, And it it was one of many great decisions the Blues made that day. And the next great decision that they made, we'll get into the first round pick um, that they made, but I want to talk about the the third round pick that the St. Louis Blues made, and that is... Simone Robertson out of the SHL was dubbed by many as the steal of the draft for the St. Louis Blues was projected as high as 14th overall in certain mock drafts was the 11th ranked international skater. A lot of mock drafts had him in the second round. Some even had him in the first round. None projected him to fall as far as he did. But once he was available at 71, the Blues made a trade, traded up to 71 and picked the six foot 190 pound right winger out of Sweden. And hey, I'm I'm psyched. Steal of the draft. That's it, all you need to tell me. Yeah, everything that I've seen about Simone Robertson, uh, that's going to be fun to say too. What a name. It seems like he is a surprise, surprise two-way player that the Blues love that obviously would fit right into this system. But his release, I think, is the one thing that everybody drills home. And watching highlights of him, I mean, the way he hounds pucks, the way he makes it difficult for the defense to move the puck up the ice is impressive. We saw that with Jake Neighbors last year being drafted. Being a two-way guy does not mean you're incapable of scoring goals, as we saw by his production this past season. So, I think he's going to make a lot of noise. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him in training camp and prospect camp uh, when they come up. But uh, we kind of talked about it as it stands right now. I'm not sure this team is done looking for forwards to fill kind of the voids that they currently have, especially once Vladdy gets moved out, because I don't think he's going to be here past the start of free agency. Uh, If Zach Sanford is moved on from, that could potentially be a hole to fill as well. So we've got Jake Neighbors and other young guys waiting in the wings. Uh, That could be how they see these holes could could potentially be filled. That being said, I think if you are in the Stanley Cup window, it's much more likely that they're going to go out and acquire some free agents. So I would look for them to be some players. going to be fun. Exactly. I would look for them to be players in a lot of conversations and the Blues name to be thrown around a lot. The Blues having multiple different avenues to upgrade this team. And two of them have passed in the expansion draft and the entry draft. And so far... I say they're, they've hit a home run. Obviously, losing Vince Dunn is tough, and we actually haven't talked about that on the podcast yet um, too much. So we'll have to get into that in future episodes this week. But um, losing Vince Dunn was tough, but nothing you could really do there. Uh, but then from then on, acquiring Buchnevich, drafting Simone Robertson, and then Zachary Bolduck, who we'll get into after the after the ad break, um, 
so far, Doug Armstrong is on fire, sort of re reestablishing my trust in him, and I think a lot of people's trust in him, saying that yeah, hey, it's been a it's been a crappy crappy season or two. Uh, losing Petrangelo hurts, potentially losing Tarasenko hurts, losing Schwartz hurts, but he is not going to sit back. He's not going to be um, he's not going to be complacent and just say, oh well, we got the we got the roster we have. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to swindle teams. He's going to fleece teams, and I'm can't wait to see what he does in free agency. Can't wait to see what he does with the next few trades because he, he, like we always say, Doug Armstrong is a wizard, and he's he's started to cast some spells. But I think he's got a lot more tricks up his sleeve, so it's going to be exciting to see where he goes. But before we get into the last segment of today's episode, talking about Zachary Bolduck and the rest of the Blues draft class, as well as just the state of the season, got to tell you guys about our good friends over at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're definitely missing out. You got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get yourself a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also healthy. You're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 per bar, only four to five grams of of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs amazing flavors all tasty all healthy and built bar is the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team so the olympics started recently like this weekend i believe so if you want to go support you know hopefully your favorite track and field team unless you're listening from canada then maybe you're rooting for canada but if you want to support the u.s track and field team go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order that's promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com all right, and when we return, we're going to be breaking down the Blues' first-round pick in Zachary Bolduck, as well as just talking about the steps the Blues have made so far this offseason and where we see them going from here, so don't go anywhere. You know your team had a good draft when you're talking about your third-round pick first as the guy you're most excited for, and your first-round pick is another player that is also really exciting. They didn't exactly swing and miss when they picked Zachary Bolduck, uh, center slash winger out of the Ramuski Oceanic in the QMJHL. I believe he won Rookie of the Year in the QMJHL last season, not this past season, but the one before that. Um, had This past season, had twenty in 27 games, had 10 goals and 19 assists for 29 points. Some teams were worried that he was just getting carried by Alex Lafreniere, who he played with previously, but he clearly showed that he has what it takes to uh, produce on his own a little undersized at 174 pounds listed. But once he bulks up, I think Bolduck will be a great player. He's a very good all around player. Doesn't really have any clear weaknesses other than maybe his skating, but still has, has plenty of speed. I think he's going to be a huge impact for the St. Louis blues in a few seasons. Yeah, I do too. And I think, I think being six, one weighing 170 pounds uh, might kind of be a red flag to some people. Um, but honestly, it kind of reminds me of Dominic Bach. I don't think Bach was that big, uh, but that small kind of agile build helps him to be just that agile. And I think that uh, mimics his play with the puck, without the puck. He's very good at avoiding contact, um, making defensemen miss. Uh, but I think he's more kind of like an old school style of player. Like you said, he's not the fastest guy on the ice by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, he does have great hands and he does have a fantastic shot. So uh, I think that's one of the big things that 
the Blues have been looking for in their drafts, especially losing Vladdy. But it feels like in years past, they might have looked for different packages that didn't include uh, lethal shots. But it seems like a lot of the guys that they're drafting coming up have the ability to score. So uh, he fits right into that mix. I think he's going to be a tremendous asset to this team, and I can't wait to see him develop. The Blues did a very good job of stocking the prospect cupboard during this draft. You know, they made a pretty obvious pick in round one, a guy that was selected to go right around where they were picking. So nothing too surprising there. Um, but then that Simone Robertson pick is is very exciting because you love to see, you know, the Blues being aggressive. Trading up means that they really liked this guy. They really had their eyes on him and they really have plans for him uh, to be a meaningful piece in this organization. Um, as well as Zachary Bolduck, you know, because anytime you pick a guy in the first round, you're obviously planning on having them make a pretty big impact for your team. So we were a little worried about the youth of this team, a little worried about the longevity of this team. But so far in, in these past few days, um, acquiring Buchnevich and, and making some great draft picks, I think the, the longevity of this team has, has definitely been extended and definitely a lot of reason to be excited about this upcoming season. And we haven't even gotten into free agency yet. So I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully they add a couple more pieces to this team in free agency and maybe a couple more younger guys too. I know we're in our in the locked on now with Bushnevich, we were talking about extending the Stanley Cup window. We've talked about it today. Um I do think the way that they're drafting could potentially help them. I it, it does seem like they're getting a lot of diamonds in the rough, especially Robertson. But I don't know if for the foreseeable future, past the two-year window that they're talking about, if there's still going to be some downtime for a rebuild or what have you. So bringing in some free agents that are young, that still have some years left until they hit prime or some years left until they hit 30, I think would be huge for this team. Not only in contributing and making a Stanley Cup run now, but also three, four years down the road. Absolutely. I think that's all the time we have today. Tommy, it's been a pleasure talking to you on a weekend. Not often we get to do that, but had so much news that didn't really have a choice. Uh, So make sure you guys hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. That way, in the future, when we have an extra episode like this, you won't miss out and you'll get notified whenever we upload a new episode. Got five episodes a week coming for the next few weeks before August. We shift to three a week, but still plenty of content coming your way. So thank you guys so much for listening as always. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at LockedOnBlues. Follow me on Twitter and Spotify Greenroom at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy on Twitter and Spotify Greenroom at TWelster15. And stay tuned to a potential YouTube channel in the works. Ooh, not going not gonna to give away too much on that, but sooner rather than later, you might be able to see our beautiful, ugly mugs that are going to be on your screen. You can watch the podcast that you've been listening to so much. We're really excited for that. Um, so stay tuned for that. But as always, thanks so much for listening. And let's go Blues.